What's up, Ego Hackers? Welcome to the show. I'm CS Psychic, and we are rolling here. And uh, we have, what's your name again, sir? Matthew. Matthew, yes. Welcome to the show, Matthew. Please introduce yourself to the audience. Tell us what you're about, what, what you do, what's your thing, what, what do you do for fun, Any, anything about yourself in general. Work and hang out with friends and hunt. Work, hang out with friends. So you hunt, right? All right, all right. You got to tell me your setup. What, what is it? What do you got? You got a 30 odd 6 uh, or you got a 308 Winchester? 308 win. Okay, yeah. So uh, what's, what's the model? Tell me all about it. It's Thompson Centerfire. Got it three years ago for Christmas, I think. Yeah? And it was my dream rifle, so. Why is it your dream rifle? I don't know. Just always wanted know? one. So always wanted one? Yeah. Like, did you see it in like a Cabela's magazine or something? Or? I have no idea. I just always, since I can remember, and I have no, no idea why. Why not? That's a good question. All right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, all right, cool. And so what do you do for work again? You I uh, manage uh, vacation homes and whatnot, like the properties and whatnot. So, you, so you're a property manager? Yeah. For vacation homes, like, like, is, do like you get like Airbnb point. stuff or no? They're so people will own the homes and they'll come to our company and be like, hey, we want to rent this out for, like, the summers or Christmas, like winter, and then we take care of them, like their hot tubs and properties, make them look nice for the guests and whatnot, and we arrange the guest visits and whatnot. So are you the manager there? No, I'm just on the maintenance team. Oh, you're just on the maintenance team. Yeah. So it's like somewhat construction ish, kind of. Um, it's more like groundskeeping. Almost. Groundskeeping. Yeah. So, we, so similar to what this gentleman does? Uh, not quite. We don't we don't mow and stuff, but we. Oh, you don't mow. No. We okay. Go out outsource for that. All right. So you outsource the mowing. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you go to Home Depot for that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, speak some Castellano. Habla español, señor. A little bit. Oh, a little Not bit. A oh, me gusta Castellano. <laughs> Todos los días, señor. Faces. <laughs> yeah, I learned Spanish in uh, in Colombia, or oh, my, really? my maestro is from uh, Colombia. Okay. So yeah, Colombian uh, Spanish, which they don't really call it Espanol. They call it Castellano or Castilian, basically. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's a uh, it's a little bit different, you know. So uh, with what it goes. So what do you, what do you do for fun though? Like like. What, other than like hunting, obviously, what is what is the big fun thing Lately, in Matthew's life? Just coming down here and driving. Coming down just here and driving. Out, yeah. Yeah. Walking around. Driving, walking around, spending a lot of time alone, huh? No, with them. Yeah. So what are you so what are you working on? What are you building right now? What do you mean? You building anything? No. No. Why not? I'm lazy. Why are you so lazy? <laughs> I don't know, because I've been moving around too much my whole life. I just want to settle down. Why not? Or why? Why is that? Dad was in the military. Oh, you were in the military? My dad was, yeah. Oh, your dad is in the military. Yeah. You do strike me as someone who was somewhat military-related in some capacity. That's fascinating. So, did you enjoy or did you like moving around so much or was it kind of frustrating to you? It was frustrating. Why is it frustrating? Never had... Well, I have childhood friends, but not like everybody else has. Does that make sense? Do you have like brothers and sisters that were dragged around too? I have a little sister, but... Just a little sister? So it's just close. you and a little sister? Just you two? Yeah. Your parents still together? Nope. Dang. 2014, they divorced when I was 11. Is that rough on you? Not really. You were kind of thankful They did it, it two happened. times before. Did it two... T oh, so you're just kind of used to that. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. 
One of the reasons I do what I do is because I'm trying to reduce the fatherlessness in the world. That's actually what my movement is all about. Okay. Yeah, fatherlessness. Because in my opinion, when it comes to like how rough society is, the reason why society is so bad is literally because there aren't any fathers around. My job is to bring back masculinity by exposing people to each other so that they can actually take on their masculine and their feminine roles, right? Those masculine and feminine roles. And that's like super important, you know, from that perspective. Because yeah. then in doing so, men have a reason to stick around basically with their families and there is no such thing as fatherlessness basically. Yeah. And then there's no, none of the single mother crap, you know, because single mothers, let's be honest, create weak men. Honestly, if anyone's going to go to war with us, do you really think our uh, transgendered soy boys are actually going to be uh, willing to uh, fight that war? You think we're going to win? No. No. Not a chance. Yeah, not a chance. Exactly. Does that bother you? What? The that, that, whole, that whole situation. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Are you looking to contribute to, uh, to uh, not being that? Yeah. And actually teaching other people to improve in that regard? Yeah, but I don't know. It's scary. It is scary. What is your dream job? Well, an officer. Say again? An officer. You mean an officer? Officer of the law? Yeah. Fascinating. Not, not, a, not an MP, you know, in the military, right? Oh, God, no. No? Why, why is that your dream job? Because I wanted to join the military for the adrenaline rush, but I also want a family, and I don't, and I know how that goes. You so. know how that goes? Yeah, family statistics are pretty crazy. Yeah. Because if a woman is college educated, she has a 90% chance of divorcing you, which is really rough. That's actually a really rough statistic. I've heard that before. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah, that stat is in the, the book written by Myron Gaines called uh, Women Deserve Less. It's actually a pretty painful book to read. One of the most painful books I've ever read in my life, actually. Huh. It's horrible stats. There's also additional stats like, um, you know, 83% of divorce is actually initiated by women. That's also another scary stat. So, like, men getting married, it's, it's actually a very uh, painful prospect, if you think about it, due to those risks that are there. So you got to make sure you're making the right choice. Yeah. But don't worry. I think you did. And I'll explain why. So, on to the reading. We had a nice intro. <laughs> on to the reading. You're all about what you think. You think all the time. Very logical fellow. If this, then that. If this, then that. If this, then that. If this, then that. Quite all the time. You live in the moment, but by living in the moment, you're aware of what other people think or other people are doing, their actions. But here's the thing, though. You know what their interests are, what you're getting out of it compared to what they're getting out of it on a regular basis. Everyone's working an angle all the time. You know what? You'd be amazing at playing poker. I'm good at poker. Because you can read people's faces, read their reactions in real time. You know their tells. You can actually pick up on their tells super quick. It's really awesome just how analytical you are from that regard, being able to be like dominant poker. I highly recommend you actually stay playing poker and actually continue to practice it because as you practice it, because let's be honest, you're the jack of all trades. You can just pick up any skill, but if you really focus everything you got on poker, you actually could become one of the greats. I highly recommend you never give up on poker. And in fact, maybe uh, uh, when you're old enough, you know, do the $25 buy-ins at the Black Pearl Casino on Sundays and whatnot for those tournaments and just do them over and over and over and over. And I promise you, you'd be able to get good enough to go down to Vegas and do the $200 buy-ins 
and then dominate those and then you can start getting to the big time right so you know but when i play i don't really i mean i try to play range but i also do a lot of tilt yeah. getting into people's heads it's kind of fun doing some tilt you know what i'm saying but yeah that's great that you play poker so definitely emphasize poker as much as you can taking away your freedom really bothers you because you know exactly what you want you want to go for it and you like taking risks you like the rush you're that guy that would bungee jump off of the bridge down at the snake river canyon in twin falls idaho if you wanted to base jumping totally into it rock climbing totally into it anything physical in that regard you are all in and you will be willing to try it out because you're willing to try out anything once no limits that's just who you are no limits but your fear you're afraid of not being liked you're not you're afraid of people not being grateful to you after you do things for them after you solve their problems because you're a problem solver no one problem solves like you do constantly solving problems but you solve problems because you're trying to get people to like you and you're afraid of people not valuing you and it bothers you well, I like you I really like you I like people like you in fact people like you teach me a lot in fact when I was homeless somebody like you picked me up threw me underneath a house and said all right Chase we're gonna teach you something called work ethic get your ass under the house he, he owned an HVAC company He's the man that uh, I've come to respect the most in my life. And I've had another mentor just like him when I used to be an IT engineer. I kind of lied my way into that job. I had no job experience, right? But I bought some books and took some courses and learned it, and I did really well. But then he took me under his wing and he mentored me. Because of someone like you passing on skills. Because you're actually, even though you often don't give yourself enough credit, you're actually a good teacher. I wonder if you'd, uh, you'd probably make a really good hunting guide one day. That might be another dream job of yours, being a good hunting guide and taking people and touring them around. And then maybe even showing them how to use their rifles properly, how to get properly prepped. Not like what you would do for your sons, but you would do it for other people at the same time, which is also important. You really yearn for people to value you and to prioritize you above everything else. Most of all, Miss Bella. You want her to make you the, her top priority in your life and to follow your lead. Absolutely. You worry about other people's judgments, basically because their judgments, when they're stupid, creates messes for you to clean up, creates obstacles in your life. It just gets in the way and it just gets messy and you find yourself always being forced to clean up that mess and you just don't want to be around those stupid people when that happens that's why you go out of your way to help them with their stupid hey I'm gonna show you how to do this so you do it right so that way I don't have to fix it later because you always have to keep fixing that crap over and over and over I know that's really stressful to you but that can be a problem the problem is is that sometimes you might assume that they don't know what they're doing and then you'll interrupt them while they're doing it and do it for them and they'll get just pissed at you and they hate that about you be careful and then they don't like you anymore because you made an assumption watch out for those assumptions be careful with those assumptions but the reality is you do it because you care 
And a lot of people don't give you credit for how much you care. You really do care. And that's one of the best parts about you. That's what makes you a person who actually can become a great teacher one day. And the one thing that will make you the happiest in your life, while well, you think being an officer of the law with all those rules and whatnot may bring you happiness as your dream job, sure. But the reality of the situation is teaching somebody things and, teach, and conferring the skills that you've gained in life and giving those skills to other people and improving those people, that's actually where your true happiness will be. You're also very critical of your experience, not unlike Haley things that you gain in your life, the things that you achieve in your life, you're not really often willing to share. You think you have the greatest memory in the world, but you're actually forgetful. And that's why Bella's got to remind you of a lot of things on a regular basis, because you create a lot of chaos, sometimes a bit of mess, but she has to come in and uh, bring order into your life in that area, which you actually appreciate. Because you know that as she makes herself comfortable, you can be comfortable too because you're just perpetually uncomfortable all the time. But because she makes herself comfortable, you have a chance to be comfortable yourself. And you, you think that's great. You think, because of that, you think highly of her, which is what she wants. Because you make her feel like she's not a bad person at the end of the day. Beyond that, you too are unaware of consequences to your actions and also the consequences of other people's actions. But that's why she is here, because she is aware of consequences. He is also aware of those consequences. And both of them actually protect you and tell you, hey, if you're going to make that decision, it's nice that you want that, but if you make that decision, this is what's going to happen. This is what the result's going to be. But you got to be willing to listen. Because you struggle with listening. Because you're this person who thinks you could do it all on your own. And for the most part, you're right. Pareto principle. Four out of five times, you're right. But that one out of five times, that 20% of the time, you're not. you got to be willing to humble yourself and willing to listen. That way, you don't have those negative consequences biting you in the ass. So be aware of that. Because you're a very risky fellow. You love taking risks. Risks is everything to you. And you have more freedom and you can have that risk. And that's great. It doesn't make you a bad person. Like him, you too suffer from Dunning-Kruger syndrome, where the smart people think they're dumb. You're actually really brilliant. You don't give yourself credit for that. Why? Because you don't have the credentials? Because you don't have the training? But here's the reality. You can outthink your way through any situation. You can actually solve it. Even if it is with gum and duct tape, you will solve the problem. You can. You have a high, very, very high reaction, like very quick, very short reaction time. Actually, not high, but very short reaction time. You can react super quick to a certain situation. And because of that, you're able to get yourself out of really bad situations that you put yourself into, but you're able to get out of it, which is pretty freaking brilliant. However, worst part about you, you're still struggling with that self-acceptance. So you don't give a shit about how you feel. You care about how everyone else feels. That's great. That's nice. But you rely on that external acceptance, just like he does, just like Haley does. You shouldn't rely on other people's acceptance. You have to get to a point in your life where you can accept yourself. It's critical to your happiness. It's also critical for your ability to confer your skills onto other people. You just have to have the confidence knowing that 
you actually know what you're doing. Look at what other people are doing. You see how much they suck all the time. And because of that, just be, it's okay. Give yourself permission to compare what you're doing to what they're doing and you'll realize that you actually do know what you're talking about. You actually do know what you're doing. And because of that, you can walk around in confidence knowing that you are able to perform just as well as the most educated people out there. But when you finally reach that level of self-acceptance, don't let it go to your head. You got that deadly sin of pride too. Watch out. Don't let it go to your head. You don't want to have a God complex, right? But that's where Bella comes in because she helps you think about things. She kind of helps organize your thinking a little bit. She'll give you input, which actually makes you smarter. She makes you more intelligent. You're already hyper-intelligent, but she makes you even more intelligent, which is amazing, right? Now let's talk about your relationship. Oh, yeah. You're all about what you think. She's all about what you think. She's all about her comfort. You're all about her comfort. You're all about what you want. She's all about what you want. She would never take away your freedom unless your risky behavior actually scares her or makes her uncomfortable. Look, her feelings matter. When she expresses to you her needs, her emotions, her desires, her problems, when she's being permissive to you and asking you permission for everything as a feminine woman should, it's your job to listen. You need to listen more, right? But she also needs to make sure she's expressing. She needs to make sure that she's not trying to get a specific outcome out of you because that's emasculating. When a woman gets an outcome out of a man, she is being emasculating. She is not being feminine. She is being masculine herself. She needs to give you that respect and follow your lead. And she's used to leading people, but when it comes to you, she has to surrender the lead to you. Here's the thing. That's another reason why you have to reach that self-acceptance so that you don't let her lead. You set the boundaries of the relationship. You set the expectations of the relationship. You set the rules of the relationship. She does not. She follows your lead. But if she doesn't like something, it's her job to express her needs emotions, desires, and problems. She can't just, like, here's an example, a really good example. Let's say you have two children with this woman. Let's say you're married, you have a home, and she is stressed out. She's decided to be a stay-at-home mom for just a couple of years until the children are in preschool, and then she gets back to her career because her children matter to her, right? You're a police officer, and, you know, she's, like, had a really bad day. And she's thinking to herself, oh, my God, I need Matthew to cook dinner. It's an outcome she wants from you. So there's two ways that she could behave. The first way is that the second you come through the door, she says, I need you to make dinner. Wrong. That's emasculating. What she needs to say is, I had a really bad day. I was not able to get dinner done on time. I'm very sorry. This gives you, and that's expressing a problem, and this gives you the opportunity to solve that problem. And you'd be like, you know what? Great, put on something nice. I'm going to take you and the kids out to dinner tonight, which is a much better outcome than her trying to get you to make dinner. You see what I'm saying? This is why it's so important for her to follow man's lead. Just like when your daddy, right, ladies? When your daddy, yeah, most people don't. That's why I do what I do. 
But let's imagine he did have a father. And he loves his daughter so much, he's like, I'm going to take you to the toy section at Walmart, and you get to pick something out. You're like, oh, yeah. So you, you know, you're a little kid. You go to Walmart, and you're like, Dad, I want that. And he says, no. And you're like, oh. But then your dad pulls something up from the top shelf, and it's a two-pack of the thing you wanted plus something else. It's even better. That is what it means to be feminine and follow a man's lead. Because if you follow the man's lead, he will often choose a much better outcome than what you're looking for. That's what it means to be feminine. That's what it means to not be emasculating. Men have it really hard. Oftentimes, every, all the propaganda going out in the world is talking about how women have it harder. Bullshit. Actually, men have it harder. Women will never know loneliness like a man does. Yeah, all those guys sliding in your DMs and shit, you know, liking all your shit on your Instagrams and all that crap. But the reality of the situation is men don't ever have that. And that's the truth. It's kind of hard to accept. So in terms of your relationship, follow his lead. Prove to him that you follow his lead by making sure that he is the top priority in your life. Never even put your own children above him because your children would not even exist without him. That's the reality. Because at the end of the day, everyone eats, everyone is safe because it is written. There is no greater love than when a man gives up his life for his beloved. Here's the thing. Women aren't expected to give up their lives, but men are. And he knows that and will know that more than anyone as a police officer willing to make that sacrifice at any moment and put himself into harm's way. That's why he is to be respected in that regard. So yeah, he's all about what he thinks. You're all about what he thinks. He's all about what he wants. You're all about what he wants. You're all about your comfort. He's all about your comfort. You're all about what you value. He's all about what you value, right? You're worried about what you think. Well, guess what? He's worried about what everyone thinks anyway, so it works out, right? You're very critical towards other people's performance, but he's responsible with his own performance, so he performs well, so you don't have to be so critical of his performance because he's already responsible with it. He's very critical towards his own experience and his own comfort, but you share your comfort with him, and then he is comforted because of that. It works out great, right? He is unaware of consequences, but you're aware of the consequences, and you bring that to him. And you are unaware of what you want, so you follow his lead based on the choices that he makes. Respect that. Value it, right? And he struggles with how he feels and what he values. And over time, he will adopt your principles and your philosophy over time. It will make him to an even better person. Because oftentimes, he walks around just by default being like, yeah, I'm a bad person. And he just accepts it as is. And it inhibits his ability to actually reach that self-acceptance. The fact that you give him that acceptance, he clings on to that in as much as he tells you every single day that you really are a good person. And that's what he thinks of you because he thinks highly of you. And he's very thoughtful towards you every single day. Follow his lead. It's worth it. I promise. If you do these things, I promise you, fatherlessness will not come to your children. You have my word. It's a guarantee. And I can also give you resources when we're done with the show so that you guys can get a little bit more educated to guarantee that that will happen. It'll be worth it. I promise. Here's another thing. Out of you two, you guys have highest compatibility. I tell you, I tell you both the truth. You will never have, the grass will never be greener in any other relationship. I promise. It's very rare. It's called the golden pear. Okay? Highest compatibility on all fronts. 
it won't get better than this. And you know, sometimes the golden pear is the highest highs, but it's also the lowest lows. But here's the thing, the grass ain't greener. You can have faith in that. So instead of looking at other grass, see your own grass, your own relationship as this garden that you both need to tend. Tend the garden, go there. You do that by expressing your feminine, you know, needs, emotions, desires, and problems. Not getting an outcome out of him. Let him choose the outcome for you. And he does that by always leading. Always leading. Setting the boundaries, setting the expectations, and leading with what he wants. Leading with his freedom so that you benefit from his freedom. Here's the thing. You aren't really that aware of what people get out of things. He is. He's aware of the angles. He's aware of people potentially screwing you over. You're just trying to find the best way to do something, the best procedure. But not everything can be reduced to procedure. This is how he protects you from people running angles on you and taking advantage of you. Right? Give him what he desires most. Gratitude. Special treatment. Value him above others. Make him top priority. I promise you, he will always want you if you do that. I promise you, he will always think highly of you if you do that. You, lead her. Tell her what you think, but do it honestly. But always make her feel wanted. Always make her feel comfortable, right? And continue to care and show her that you care and you care about her feelings. If she's expressing a feeling to you, you need to pay attention and pay attention to it. It's really important. When she's expressing, you pay attention to those needs, emotions, desires, and problems. And thank her for it. Reward her for that. Positive reinforcement, right? If you do that, I promise you, she will always stick around. And she'll be diehard loyal. To the point where she'll follow you over a cliff. Even if it's base jumping. <laughs> so. Alright. That's it for this episode. Thanks for watching, folks. Like and subscribe. And I'll see you guys next time.